If you're going from month to month, realizing that you're not making any real progress on your business goals, there's a simple planning routine that can help you get unstuck. It's called a CEO day. A CEO day is one day that I set aside each month to step outside of the day-to-day of my business, reflect on what's really going on, and create a strategic plan to move my business forward one month at a time. This is always one of the best days of my month. As a service provider, it's so easy to get caught up in the day-to-day and lose sight of the big picture goals you have for your business. Having a CEO day to me feels like coming up for a breath of fresh air, and I made a free guide that will give you a step-by-step plan for how to structure your next CEO day so you can get that same fresh start feeling in your business. You can grab the Build Your Own CEO Day checklist at www.jadeboyd.co backslash CEO day, or grab the link in the show notes. That's www.jadeboyd.co backslash CEO day. Now back to the show. Scattered efforts lead to scattered results, but on the other side of that coin, focused efforts lead to focused results. And if you know the results that you want to get, then you can decide how to best focus your efforts, which ideas you want to execute and put into practice and give your all to, to get those results. Welcome to the Business Minimalist Podcast, a podcast about redefining productivity for the modern woman in business and finding ways to work smarter, not harder in business and life. I'm your host, Jade Boyd. I'm an MBA business minimalist and productivity coach who helps overwhelmed business owners simplify and scale their service-based businesses with strategy and systems. On this podcast, we'll explore simple ways to earn more while working less. If you're ready to scale your business, bring order to chaos, ditch the busy work, and make space for what really matters, you come to the right place. Welcome to the Business Minimalist Podcast. There has really never been a more difficult time to stay focused as an entrepreneur or as anybody who's trying to get work done in the world that we live in. Shiny objects are just everywhere that we look. And by shiny objects, I'm just talking about distractions. And here's something that I've noticed, and it's honestly really just come to bother me. I consume a lot of content. I listen to a lot of different voices in the business world. And most women I listen to in the business education space specifically call themselves multi-passionate. But most men that I listen to in the same industry would consider themselves to be serial entrepreneurs. And being multi-passionate isn't a bad thing. In fact, I think it can be really advantageous it's a great quality to have and something that can help you stand out from everyone else who's offering similar products and services as you are. But when it comes to growing your business or scaling your business and especially contributing to your bottom line, it's so much more advantageous to think like a serial entrepreneur instead of a multi-passionate creative to really get to the point where your current products or services are profitable, scaling, your systems are fully optimized before trying to like haphazardly add something new to your business, it can be to your advantage. I read a quote recently that said, success is 20 steps in one direction instead of one step in 20 different directions. And I am fully on board with this statement with the one condition that you have to be taking those 20 steps in the right direction, right? 20 steps backwards or in the wrong direction is not super helpful. But here's the thing. As creative entrepreneurs, we are highly creative. And many of you listening to this are consuming a ton of content every single day from a lot of different sources. And I also consume a lot of content, a lot of business content from like business strategy books that are 
breaking down the weighted average cost of capital to just like podcasts that are fun by other creative entrepreneurs at different stages of business. And being creative and consuming a lot of content, these two things contribute to you having a ton of ideas. And I'd guess that many of the ideas you get on a day-to-day basis are actually really freaking fantastic business ideas that could turn into something great. But here's the problem. Instead of fully executing one idea and then moving on to the next one, most creatives are just half-heartedly pursuing an idea, then dropping it as soon as the next new shiny object bounces into their head, which means they're never really able to reach their full potential or make the most of any one idea before they're moving on to the next thing. And that does not contribute to a sustainably profitable business. And honestly requires a lot of hustle. The startup phase for any new idea or any new service or product, it's hard and it takes time for anything to actually get you a return. And so constantly chasing the next shiny object or the next idea that pops into your head isn't very productive when we're talking about measuring productivity and profitability. So to sum this up, here's the reality. You have more good ideas than you have time to execute well and trying to do everything at once can definitely lead to burnout. And shiny object syndrome can even manifest itself as this really tricky form of self-sabotage. If you have a fear of success, you might be just self-sabotaging your own success by continually quitting something before it has the time to become successful and moving on to the next thing too quickly, knowing that you have that fear of success. And internally, there's something within you that wants to move on instead of giving your all to something. So scattered efforts lead to scattered results. But on the other side of that coin, focused efforts lead to focused results. And if you know the results that you want to get, remember a few episodes back in the episode, How to Build a Productive Business in Five Simple Steps, we talked about clarity being the first step to increasing your productivity. And when you have clarity around the results you want to get, then you can decide how to best focus your efforts, which ideas you want to execute and put into practice and give your all to to get those results. So today, we're going to talk about shiny object syndrome and how to decide where you want to spend your time and energy in your business and how to stay focused when ideas are constantly flowing your way. And I'm breaking down this process into three simple steps. I call this my parking lot process. The first step is to capture your ideas. The second step is to organize your ideas. And the third step is to have a strategic planning process. So for the rest of this episode, I'm going to talk about these three steps and show you a little bit behind the scenes of what I do in each of these steps and some ideas for how you might tailor these to your own business and your own way of working. Okay, so diving right in, step number one is to capture your ideas. And I was actually just reading about our distractions in terms of how we can get distracted by ideas this morning. I'm reading this book called Attention Span by Professor Gloria Mark. And if you do any research on multitasking or focus, you'll see her name cited in many places online. I know I've talked about her work before on the podcast. But she recently came out with a book that kind of summarizes all of the research that she's done as well as like the researchers that she based her own research off of and kind of spans the last two centuries of human attention spans. And it's a fascinating book. I'm only halfway through it, so more to come. But this morning in the chapter that I was reading, she was talking about Professor Zigernik. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. A scientist who was researching focus in the early 
1900s. And she developed this thing. It's now called the Zegernick effect. But she found that your mind gets distracted more by tasks that are not completed than tasks that are are. Your mind is better able to recall your to-do list that you have yet to accomplish versus it's a lot harder for your brain to recall tasks that you completed yesterday. And this research just shows that those uncompleted tasks, or in this case, those uncompleted ideas that you might want to turn into tasks, weigh on your mental like cognitive load and take up a lot of your mental capacity. There was also a more recent sleep study that was done, and they had different participants either write down all of the tasks that they had already completed within like the last 48 hours or something, and then the other set of participants wrote down the tasks that they had yet to complete, the things that were left on their to-do list for the next period of time. And they found that the people who wrote down their future tasks fell asleep much more quickly than the people that wrote down their past tasks, showing that offloading these ideas or these tasks out of your head and onto some sort of external um, substance, whether that's like your planner or I use ClickUp, getting those out of your head and written down somewhere helps your mind to stop ruminating on those ideas. And so that's why the first step is to capture your ideas. I use Google Keep for this or my planner. But as soon as an idea comes into my head, I will write it down and just capture it in one place. My phone is always with me, which is why I use the Google Keep app. It's just a very simple note-taking app, but any note-taking app will work as long as you can be sure that you're going to have some place to write ideas down as you get them. And then if I'm sitting at my desk and have my planner open, sometimes I'll just take notes in the margins of my planner And then at the end of my week, when I do my weekly review, I have a process for going through all of my notes for that week and taking those ideas and organizing them. But it's important to just document your idea. Don't judge it. Don't start diving into research. (laughs) Just write it down in a way that you'll be able to remember later what the idea was so that you can decide whether it's worth researching or not. Because our excitement about ideas is always so high when we first have the idea. And then that excitement tends to wane a little bit over time. So even if in the moment you're like, this is an amazing idea and I need to do the research now, 24 hours later, you might have a different uh, headspace and you might not be thinking the same things once you have time to like sit on it. So my rule of thumb here is to just document it. Don't judge it. Don't overthink it. Just write it down in a way that you can remember it and then batch those decisions about what to do with that idea later on. The second step is to organize your ideas. So like I said, I do this in my weekly review and I have a free weekly review checklist that you can download. I'll link that in the show notes for you. But this is a process that I go through at the end of every week to kind of sum up and reset everything that happened that week and prepare myself and my business for the following week so that I can go into the weekend having everything written down and being able to check out and focus on other things. So in my mind, in an organized business, everything has a place. Just like our homes in your business, if you want to be organized, there should be a place for every thought or idea that you capture on your list during the week. And for me, all of the ideas that I'm executing now, like my in-progress projects and tasks or things that I know need to get done, go into ClickUp. And they have a specific place within ClickUp where every task and project gets organized. Again, only the things that I'm for sure going to execute on. But there's a lot of other ideas that you might have that you're not actively working on. 
And those can be very distracting from helping you actually complete the things that are already on your plate. So any idea that I'm not currently working on, any project that I'm not currently actively working on or isn't actually slated for my time slot for that year, I put into what I call a parking lot, which is essentially just a Google document that is very pretty because I don't know if you've noticed, but Google Docs have released some new features over the past year and they have a lot of customization. So mine's a pretty parking lot. It's in my brand colors and has cool fonts and it's very organized. (laughs) But it's essentially just a Google document where my ideas are organized into different categories. And if I have a thought or come across a website or an article that's related to an idea that I have in my parking lot, that's where all of that information goes for later. And my exact parking lot template is actually included in my Organize Your Business course. And so if you're new here, you may not have heard, but I have a course called Organize Your Business that gives you my entire ClickUp template for how I organize all of my in-progress projects and tasks in my business And as well as that parking lot document, it's a complete task management system from taking your business from scattered to streamlined so that you can know exactly what you need to accomplish every week and every day. And I will link that course in the show notes as well. But just so you know, if you're curious of what that parking lot document actually looks like, it's included in that course. And essentially within that document, I'm organizing my ideas two different ways. First is by category. So coaching ideas versus planner ideas versus software startup ideas versus um, home design ideas. I have different categories for different areas of my business and life in my parking lot. And then within that, I have different criteria that I rate those ideas on. And I typically do not rate them when I'm organizing them. I only like strategically think through which ones might be the best ideas or have the most revenue potential or require the least amount of effort for the most amount of return. I only go through that process when I'm actually strategic planning and picking the best ideas out of that document to put into progress in my business. But those criteria are in there. And from past reviews that I've done, those ratings and those notes are still in there. But in this step, when I'm just organizing, all I'm doing is taking those ideas from my planner or from Google Keep and putting them in the right place in this parking lot document. So that when I do go to finally launch my planner company, I have a full list of all of the planner ideas and all of like the sub ideas for layouts that I've had over the past two years. And I can really pick out the best ones or pick out themes and make the best possible decisions by having all those things documented in one place. And to just give you some idea of how how much... I have to organize. Right now, I went back and looked in my Google Keep to see how many ideas I had. And I wasn't able to do my review last weekend since we left early for a concert in Kansas City. We went to see Ed Sheeran and it was absolutely amazing. And if you have not seen Ed in concert, you need to. But anyway, I wasn't able to do my weekly review. So these ideas have kind of stacked up from the past two weeks. And there are 48 different things in there for me to organize and either put into the parking lot or put into action and click up. And for you, I'm wondering if you might be surprised by how many thoughts you are keeping in your head once you start writing them down and organizing them in one place. You might be surprised. It might be a lot more than 48, honestly. So it could be an interesting experiment to try for yourself, even if for a short period of time, just to take stock of everything that you're trying to keep in your head. And those are only 
like new ideas. That doesn't even include all of the other things that are in ClickUp or in my planner that I am doing and that are like recurring tasks and projects that I am already aware of, right? So we have a lot of information to think of and organize and a lot of to-dos to organize as business owners. And you're not doing yourself any favors if you're trying to keep all of those things in your head. And I thought it would be helpful just to give you an example of a few things that I wrote down in Google Keep and where I'm going to put those in terms of whether it's in ClickUp or in my parking lot and how that works. So I chose nine different things from my list just to give you a little bit of variety of what I do during this process. And I'm just going to list out exactly what I wrote down and then where I'm putting it in my business. So the first thing was a podcast note for growing a podcast audience It was a podcast I listened to about growing a podcast. So it's a little bit meta, but I took some notes that would be helpful for later. And within my podcast list in ClickUp, where I organize all of my episodes and my workflow for my podcast, I also have a document linked in there that has all of the potential ideas for growing the podcast or things that I might want to put into practice in the future. And this is something that I review every single quarter when I'm planning out the podcast and is now the time to do advertising or should I start looking at sponsorships and all those things. It's a document that I review regularly. So I put those ideas within that document. So next time I review that, they're all in one place. There was a podcast episode that was recommended to me about real estate. And it's something at the time I was like, you know what, that sounds interesting. But when looking at it again, I was like, you know what? not worth it. Delete. So didn't do anything. Just decided to delete it. Again, after a while, your ideas might not be as exciting as when you first have them. There was a quote from a book that we recently read that I thought was really insightful. And I've thought about it over and over again over the past week since I read this quote and wrote it down. So I dropped that in my Instagram list in ClickUp. So I'm going to repurpose that and write an Instagram post about it. There's another thing that I read in a book that was talking about how women's happiness has declined over the past 50 years and reasons why that has happened. And so I combined that with another idea that I had in ClickUp about how GDP doesn't necessarily contribute to happiness and how that is playing out right now in the United States. High GDP, low happiness... And I combined those two ideas in ClickUp and decided to turn that into a podcast episode that kind of explores that trend. So that's now a future podcast episode in my podcast list. I wrote down a note to ask my CPA a specific question. I put that in my admin list in ClickUp with a specific due date on a day where I'm batching my admin tasks. My niece was born this spring and I remembered I need to add her birthday to our calendar so that that pops up every single year. And so I texted my sister and then did it in two minutes or less. So that one I didn't necessarily need to put into ClickUp because it was a really quick task. So I think this is a rule from David Allen actually in his Getting Things Done workbook. If you have an idea and it takes two minutes or less or a task pops into your head to actually do it. And I would say it's less helpful if you're like interrupting what you're doing and doing that two-minute task. But if you are batching these, again, in a weekly review or some other sort of routine, it's faster to just do it rather than write it down and have it come up later. Okay, last three here. One was a an event venue that I heard about, an event that I was at. And in the future, we're planning some more in-person things over here. And I say weeks, I'm collaborating with a friend to do a workshop next month, which you will hear about soon. But this is another potential event venue. So I put it in my parking lot under event planning. There's a section for like retreats and workshop ideas. 
And so I put this potential venue in that area. And then I had 10 different planner ideas that I had over the past two weeks. And I put all of those, again, in the parking lot under my quarterly planner idea and my goal planner idea. And then the last thing I came across was a planning membership that another business owner was offering. I thought that the way she structured it was really unique. And offering a membership is something that's on my parking lot list of ideas. And so I linked that under my idea to start a membership. So hopefully that gives you a wide variety of ideas on how you could organize things as they come up in your brain dump. And hopefully it gives you a little bit of insight into how I organize my business in ClickUp and in my parking lot too. Okay. And then the third and last step is to create a strategic plan, which is kind of just a fancy way of saying, deciding what you're going to commit to for the next year, for the next 90 days, for the next 30 days. There's different horizons of strategic planning. I think it's helpful at the beginning of the year to have a rough strategic plan mapped out with like the big happenings in your business. But quarterly planning, honestly, is where I find the most benefit to actually batch out 90 days and commit to trying something or commit to one area of your business for 90 days. That has been the most helpful for me. And then on some level, there's also going to be some areas of strategic planning that you might want to adjust monthly because things change all of the time. And sometimes small things happen that force you to make a pivot. And so there's different horizons of this. But generally, we're just talking about quarterly planning, choosing and breaking down the projects and the tasks that you're going to be working on for that set period of time. And taking a look in your parking lot to see if there are any ideas that make sense for you to put into progress for that horizon that you're looking at. And this is where you're actually doing the heavy thinking and making the hard decisions. And I like separating, capturing your ideas from actually analyzing those ideas and making decisions because they're two different headspaces to be in. And if you force yourself to analyze every idea in the moment that you have it, you're going to waste a lot of time and headspace pulling yourself in different directions when that could be batched (laughs) on a quarterly basis. And you might even make better decisions being that you're deciding from all of the possible ideas that you've come up with in the last 90 days, not just deciding on that one idea that you happened to have 10 seconds ago. And my guess is that at the time when that idea comes up in your head, it's probably not the most important thing that you should be working on in that moment, in that day. So that's why I like separating the capturing from the actual deciding. And I talk about this a little bit more in a past episode. The episode was titled, Five Mistakes to Avoid When Making Your To-Do List. And I'll link that in the show notes below too. But generally, my rule of thumb is separate the strategy work from the actual execution of that work. Something else to keep in mind when you're looking at your parking lot and trying to make these decisions on what is like your next best step to take in your business, should you put that offer idea into progress? Should you stop doing that thing that you had an idea of like, what if I deleted this? How would my business change? You can always start small. And that's where an MVP comes into play. If you've never heard of an MVP, it's a minimum viable product and something that's used a lot in the startup world for new business ideas. For example, if you have the idea to start an app instead of prototyping an entire app and then testing if people like using it, you would prototype that by just having a bunch of different pieces of paper and having people literally like put their finger on the piece of paper where the button was supposed to be. And then you show them the page that comes up when they click on that button. 
super cheap and super easy to do. Does it take time to dry out? Yes, but much cheaper than developing an entire app. And so this is how you want to think about a new offer in your business. Doing some testing, maybe even doing a pre-launch for that idea and selling it before you create it to make sure that it's viable. You can start small and then build from there. It doesn't have to be the perfect version of what you're trying to create in order for you to start testing it and start selling it next month. So keep that in mind when you're reviewing your ideas for your parking lot and strategic planning. It doesn't have to be all or nothing. And it's okay to get it wrong and pivot too. It's okay to try new things. And if it doesn't work, then you learn something and you can move on to the next best idea that you had in your parking lot. And the last thing that I want to say here is that it can seem really fun and exciting to jump from idea to idea, from project to project in the short term. And preventing yourself from doing that and forcing yourself to document your ideas and not lean into them right away, it does deprive you of some excitement. But business minimalism is not about depriving yourself of all the fun things in your business. It's about choosing to go big on the ideas that you really do care about and that really are contributing to your success and to your bottom line and are giving you freedom in your business and in your life. And that just have the highest potential for making a big contribution to your business and your family. So instead of focusing on all of the ideas that you're not pursuing, that you're not able to research and work on and test for the next 30 days or the next 90 days, try to choose to focus on the idea that you are pursuing and that you are focusing on for the next 90 days and steering your creativity and your excitement in that one direction, taking those 20 steps in the same direction, just to see what happens when you're actually able to give your full focus and attention and strengths and imagination towards one idea. I think you might be surprised by what you're capable of accomplishing if you're able to commit to something for even 90 days. So in closing, if you're interested in checking out my parking lot, again, that's part of my Organize Your Business course, which is going to be linked in the show notes. It's an A to Z guide of organizing your business and taking it from scattered to streamlined specifically within ClickUp, which is my favorite project management tool, but also shows you how to organize your ideas until you're ready to put them into play. So until next time, I hope you take what you learned today and get 1% better this week. Thank you so much for tuning into another episode of the Business Minimalist Podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, I'd be so grateful if you'd rate and review it on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you're listening today. Your rating and review will help more small business owners discover helpful episodes each week. And don't forget to check out the show notes for the tools and resources mentioned in today's episode. Because good ideas don't grow businesses. Action does. And if you want more Business Minimalist tips and resources, head on over to Instagram and follow me at jadeboyd.co. I'd love to hear what you took away from today's episode. I'll see you next time on the Business Minimalist Podcast.